Ewan Cameron in the morning. Hello everybody, it's Ewan Cameron here from Ewan Cameron in the morning. This is a podcast where you get to hear some of the best moments from The Breakfast Show. And we've picked out some cracking moments. And coming up, River City star Francis Thorburn talks about playing Dusty Springfield and kissing shell soup, Bob. <gasps> Plus somebody talks about going to Canada. It's all to come on The Best of Breakfast. The greatest... Hits. The best of you and Cameron in the morning. Now, on Wednesday, we had a really great guest live in the studio. What was she like? Amazing. See? Just wonderful. And it's very difficult for producer Carnage to give any sort of compliment to anybody. <laughs> so when he says that somebody's amazing, trust me, she's amazing. Uh, Frances Thorburn, star of River City, was in for the hour and she talked about playing the part of Dusty Springfield. You and Cameron in the morning. I didn't think she was going to get here this morning, if I'm going to be honest with you. I was in a wee bit of a panic. I was actually stood outside the front door waiting on her. We've been saying all morning that the River City star, Frances Thorburn, would be here live in the studio. And I kid you not, she's arrived with a minute to spare. <laughs> she's here, though. Good morning, Frances. Good morning. How you doing? You texted me last night. <laughs> uh, Half past nine. I know. Asking for the address. Yes. I sent you the address. You seem really enthusiastic and really up for coming in this morning. <laughs> you said, I'll be there at quarter to eight. Well, no. I said, do you want me there at quarter to eight? You said, no, eight on the dot's fine. I never said that. Yes, you said. You said, on the hour. Well, you came in at six minutes past. Oh. Well, you're lucky I'm here. You said quarter to eight, and I was like, yeah, it's great. Come on in. Relax. Have a cup of coffee. Have a cup of tea. And there was me panicking and pacing up and down the studio. Well, you know, it's a morning workout for you. How are you? I'm grand. I'm do, good. Do you normally get up this early in the morning? I'm usually up earlier, but not at the moment because I'm doing a show at 12. So this is super early just now. So the Dusty Springfield show you're doing, well, we'll, well talk it, about shortly. Yeah. You, you, so you're doing that at 12? Well, that the door's open at 12, so I have to be there before then to and get start ready. makeup Make and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So when you say you're normally getting up at this time, I take that's when you're filming River City. Well, yeah, with filming with, with River City, you often are up at half five, maybe six. Why so early? Because you need to be... Uh, in uh, kind of in the building at about seven, and then in makeup at quarter past twenty past seven, and then you're on set by eight. Sounds like a long day. Yeah, well, eight till seven at night usually, and then you go home and you learn lines. But that's it's a good gig. So, so because um, the boss is in the studio this morning, and yeah. he's he's got a friend that used to work on River City. Oh, right. And there okay. was some rap party recently. Was yes. that kind of like? Wait, how At the end of May, there's usually a rap. Yeah, the rap on the final day of filming. I, I didn't make it, but um, so yeah, you missed the party. party. I did. Yeah, I wasn't well. So, see when River City wraps up. Uh-huh. When do you go back then? So it wraps at the end of May, and then you go back at the beginning of August. So in between now and August, yeah. you're playing Dusty Springfield. I'm doing Dusty, and you can let your hair down. Yeah, quite literally. And I know that you've just arrived in the building. You're desperate for a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm actually all right. I don't mind. I, 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 yeah, I can live without tea. And you also complained that you left your mango in the car. Well, I did bring some mango, but I didn't bring enough mango for everyone. So I thought that was actually a little bit rude. So therefore, I didn't bring it in because usually I would provide, you know, provide for the world. But um, so, yeah, I left it in the car. And the reason she can't provide for everybody is because she was late <laughs> arriving this morning. And um, so we're going Listen. to let you settle in. Yeah. We've got a lot to talk about. OK. Might we sing song a little later Maybe. for a bit of fun. Um, Francis Thorburn, star of River City, here in the studio with us until nine this morning. The greatest hits. The best of you and Cameron in the morning. Our very special guest live in the studio with us is River City star Francis Thorburn. 
who's also playing the part of Dusty Springfield at Oran Moore in Glasgow. We'll talk about Dusty very soon and playing that legendary singer. But let's talk River City, Frances. Yeah. I'm a big fan. So am I. I'm a huge <laughs> fan. Genuinely. I watched it every week with my mum, every Tuesday, super fan. And then got, well, got an audition for a part that I didn't get. And then months later, I got a different part and I was overjoyed. So you're not just saying that because you're here on the radio with me no, and genuinely. because you are in, in River City. You genuinely love the TV show. Yeah. So you'd watch it religiously with your mum. Yeah, I watched it. You it, then went for a, a role. You went yeah. for an audition. You didn't get anything. Oh, didn't my dreams it. have been... Yeah, I was shattered. But yeah. at the same time, I thought, oh, it doesn't matter because it happens to actors all the time. Mm-hmm. But I did think, oh, that's my chance really probably gone. So I kind of wrote it off and went back to doing lots of different theatre, which I love, which I've always done. And then out of the blue, I was working at the Traverse doing a play uh, called Green in the Blood. And I got a call and they said, we found a part that we think you're perfect for and we want to offer you it out of the blue. It was amazing. So you got that wee surprise call? Yeah. What was I, that, where, where, so what was it like that moment you get the call? I was in uh, Queen Street Station mm-hmm. because I was coming back from Edinburgh. And I was, yeah, it, like your whole, like your body like lights up from like your feet up, you know. And I took a picture of my face <laughs> so that I would remember it. The moment. Yeah, the actual moment. And like, nobody will see that because it's on the radio. But I took a picture of my face because I was so overjoyed because I'd, wa- I'd actually wanted a job in River City for years. And I'd kind of been working in different ways to try and get that. I did mm-hmm. a big course in film and TV um uh, kind of auditioning and things like that. I did an unsub actors course for about ten weeks. So that was the goal. That River was City goal. was the was goal. That was goal, the yeah. dream. So you you get that call. You take a picture of your face yeah. for that moment. <laughs> Who's the first person you tell? I, well, my mum. Your mum. Obviously. Do you phone her? Do you go around the house and tell her? No, I phoned her. You phoned her. I couldn't wait. Right. See, so you phone her. And what's she like? She screamed well, on she the was phone. Absolutely overjoyed because she'd obviously been with me the time. She'd helped me with my lines the time before when I tried to get the other part and I was up at like till two in the morning because I had like 15 pages to learn and all these kind of shenanigans, which I hadn't trained for yet because your brain isn't quick enough to learn yet. You get quicker as you go mm-hmm. with soap learnings, totally different type of learning from theatre. It's a surface learn, totally different learn. So anyway, she'd been up with me in the middle of the night, you know, as I was panicking and thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so she'd seen all that months before. So the fact that this came out with with her having to do no prep <laughs> was ideal. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, and, and it was, was such that? a big moment, though, so, to be, really genuinely, because you never get TV jobs. You just no. don't get them. And how long ago was that? That was uh, uh, just, actually, I was doing Dusty for the first time when I, I was just about to start filming my first main block in the kind of February, so that was two and a half years ago. Wow, is that long since yeah, you arrived on the ridiculous. show? That's flown by. I know, it doesn't, every time I say it, I think, oh, the last time somebody asked me, I thought it was all about a year, and then I checked. It's two, two and a bit, yeah, two and a half years ago. Wow. Which is insane. You're good at it, by the way. I love it, actually. It's You're a, good. It's, it's a great job, but it's 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 full on. It's like big, big, beautiful, kind of tricky and complex and heartbreaking storylines. So it's it's it means a lot to me. So your I'm dreams have come true. Quite so. Uh, Francis Thorburn, star of River City, live in the studio with us this morning, hanging about till nine, drinking tea, eating mango, <laughs> and we'll be talking Dusty Springfield, and we might have a wee sing song as well. Put you to the test, oh, yeah. Miss Thorburn. The best of you and Cameron in the morning. And if you have just joined us this morning, good morning to you. We're delighted to have live in the studio with us the one and only Francis Thorburn, star of River City, and also the star 
of a Dusty Springfield show that is on at Oran Moore in Glasgow. Uh, we will talk about that, but I need to talk more about River City because in the show itself, you're married to one of my pals, yep. Stephen Purden, Shell Suit Bob, and you did tell me off air <laughs> that, well, you were a big fan of River City and yeah. was watching the TV show, hoping to one day be in the TV show. Yeah. You're Never now, thinking in a million years that I'd marry Bob. Not and, in a million and, years. And he was like one of the characters that you loved and adored. Yeah, so I was very nervous when I first had to meet him, first mm-hmm. of all. And then the second time I ever did a scene with him was pretty much my second day. I had to kiss him. And I was so nervous because obviously he was Bob. Obviously he was Stephen, but he was still Bob. And also I was nervous because I had to kiss him in general because you don't really kiss that many people in the theatre. So I was like, and I remember I was in the in the canteen First thing, it was like half six in the morning and I couldn't speak because I was so nervous. And he came in to have his, he always has like a poached egg and toast every morning. Sorry, Stephen, but you do, which is a good thing. Set you up. And, um, you wouldn't be kissing somebody who's just had a poached egg, though. Well, that's all right, isn't it? Because you've got a lot of protein, you're all right. Anyway, <laughs> so I said to him, he was looking at me and I said, um, and he, I didn't even like say hello. He just said, you're right, Franny, you know, because most people call me Franny. And I was like, yeah, I've got to kiss you today. And he just looked at me and smiled and he was like, don't worry. He said, I've kissed lots of girls on the show. (laughs) (laughs) And he was so kind and gorgeous. He was like, don't worry, it's totally fine. I was like, I'm just not sure. Do we kiss like before, before they say, you know, uh, shoot or do do we kiss like in the rehearsal or do we not kiss or what happens? Because there's no, nobody tells you about the etiquette because you don't really do it ever. And also he was, you know, Bob. (laughs) So... Anyway, he was so kind and he really relaxed me and stuff because I had to kiss him and fall over and break a glass, which is a complete disaster because I'm awful with props. So anyway, but it all worked out fine. And I even remember everyone was watching and things like this and you do like one rehearsal maybe before you, you, you do a take. And I, I had to ask the director, I just asked like a kind of kid in school, put my hand up and said, do I kiss him now in the rehearsal or do I wait until the, the take? Because a lot of the time you don't do things in rehearsal, you wait to the take. And they were like, well, Francis, you can you can do whatever you like <laughs> because it was only my second day so I was like okay I'm just I was like just even I'm just like whispering everyone can hear you I'm just going to kiss you like now right okay I'm just going to kiss in the rehearsal so that we practice and he's like calm as a cucumber because he's been doing it for like 15 years total stud love him and um, it was totally fine mm-hmm. um, and now I have to kiss him like all the time and it's it's lovely actually it doesn't make you nervous um, it's second nature now it is now because we're kind of yeah yeah, we're married we've got a kid so it's (laughs) (laughs) practically yeah but see that first time when you lock lips with them Mm -hmm. is it still that nerve wracking moment when you go "Mm, yeah it's real it's still a real thing I think because it's actually real yeah well it is actually real because it's but you look like you love them exactly and you kind of you have that feeling of nervous trepidation as as Francis but also as Kim genuinely because she was falling in love with him so you kind of mel- you mix those two together they fuse which is when the magic can happen I think yeah so was that a magical kiss well yeah it was a drunken kiss <laughs> <laughs> but a pretend drunken magical kiss <laughs> Francis Thorburn in the studio with us this morning and when we return I'm not putting any pressure on you I wonder if we could maybe do a wee bit of uh, Dusty Springfield this morning. Okay, well... We'll talk, ab- we'll talk about the show and how you get into character. Yeah. And we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. So we'll be talking Dusty with Francis Thorburn next. Don't go anywhere. The greatest 
Hits. The best of you and Cameron in the morning. And sitting across the studio from me this morning is River City star Frances Thorburn, who's talked about River City, how she got the gig at River City, how she likes kissing Stephen Purden, <laughs> Shell Suit Bob, on a regular basis, on the show in a professional Quite capacity. So. Quite so, Ian. Yes, and um, so we've heard all about that. Let's now talk about the other thing that you do, because not only are you great in theatre... You're a good actress and you're in TV, you do a great job there, but you're also a fantastic singer. And you're currently playing the part of Dusty Springfield at Oran Moore in Glasgow all this week and it finishes on Saturday. That's right. Is that not a daunting role to take on? I mean, Dusty Springfield is a legend and if you get that wrong, people are going to tell you, oh, you're rubbish, why even bother and trying? Yeah, there is a lot of uh, responsibility with that kind of thing where you're playing um, a legendary female singer absolutely uh i've played a few different legendary female singers actually so i've had that kind of pressure before i've done uh, judy garland and i've played marilyn monroe way way back i did a bit of amy winehouse as well so there's there's a different kind of feel you have a kind of you have to find the sense of the person and then you have to make it your own but there is a huge uh Weight, I guess, with getting it right. It depends how much of a perfectionist you are, but most of most artists, I think, are perfectionists, and she was definitely a perfectionist. So, I wanted to get her voice right as well, speaking wise as well as uh, singing. But the songs are incredible, so you can kind of lock into the song. And a lot of her, I have to, you have to nick little gems that she has, like little things that she does with her voice. That I little tricks that you take and then you make it part of your own voice. So you. Uh, she sings quite a lot of American with her eye sound, like time would never what be. What do you in. mean? So it'd be like an assing, like time as in ta. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. So if I was saying time, it would be I. But if it's time, it's like a ta. It's like an American time. So oh, a lot yeah. of her, she has a lot of Americanisms because she was so massively influenced by American, black American artists actually. So she really probably wanted to be an American artist, which mm-hmm. is, you know, obviously she went to America later on. So she was massively influenced by that kind of sound. So even although she was British, she, well, she, a lot of people are now uh, have a very a lot of American in their in their accent when they're singing. Whereas when I'm doing my own stuff, I put my own Scots in, yeah, which is also a slightly different thing to do. But when you're um, not, it's not really a mimic in some way. It's yourself, but so, you're so just you, so, honouring her, if you know what I mean. So you, so you will watch countless videos, yeah, over and over and over again, yeah. particularly with someone like Dusty, yeah. You, you definitely want to get right. So you can't put a wee bit of yourself into Dusty or do you become Dusty 100%? I think there's always a bit of yourself because you're always connected in that way. But I would say maybe about 98%. It's is, Dusty. Yeah, you have to kind of go into that. And that's kind of exciting to do that as well. It starts to kind of shift. You feel a shift when you're rehearsing. You kind of feel a shift or you feel a shift even as, as soon as you hit a song in the show. There's like 10 songs in the show. It's a big, big sing. Um, and a lot of them are, I, I, I don't have as high a voice as Dusty, so I've had to take some of the keys down just slightly, like maybe a tone down, um, because she has such a high belt, which I have a belt, but no, sorry, that's a really high kind of note when you sing quite strongly, if people don't know those kind of terms. So I have to just change it ever so slightly because uh, I can't quite reach what she's doing. But I can in my own way, and you still, I mean, it's only a tiny key But you know what's quite weird about it? Not only do you sound like her, but you look like her. <laughs> That wig is phenomenal, but you actually, even your face, 
I don't the makeup, the yeah. hair. You actually look like Dusty Springfield because some people can play the part of somebody else and not look like them. Yeah, well, but the, if there was ever a movie made of Dusty Springfield's life, like a biopic, wouldn't that be great? You would if you you could be the new Rami Malek. <laughs> you could be the Rami Malek or the Taron Egerton. Bring it on, man. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody knocking on your door? We uh-huh. want to do a bio because she had such a fascinating life. Incredible life. Yeah. I will just have to wear uh, eyelashes for the rest of my life then. <laughs> Big, huge, like, doe-like, daisy cow eye. You can't actually see when you put them on. See, I love Dusty Springfield, and I was... Um, I, I, one of my favourite movies of all time is Pulp Fiction. Yep. And... One of her songs is in that movie, um, Son of a Preacher Man, which we're going to end the show with, uh, actually, in a couple of minutes. Um, but another song that I loved and adored was actually a song she did with the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. And What Have I Done to Deserve This? Have you have you, have you got that song in the show? The show's... Uh, sorry, no, it's not in Why the show. Not? Because basically... Is it because sh- you don't have a Neil Tennant? No, my love. It's because the show is based on a specific part of her life when she goes to South Africa in the 1960s. And it's actually... She was quite a political force in her own way. In her early, early 20s, she stood up to the government at that time with apartheid and said that she wanted to play to mixed audiences of both white uh, and black audiences which was not done then at all but she formed a contract where she could play in cinemas and school halls and all these different kind of things so that it could be a mixed audience Um, but she caused a lot of a fracas over there because they didn't like that she nearly got run out of the country she nearly got killed it was really quite serious but um, so the songs are based around that time so things like I Only Want to Be With You and Heat Wave um, and I Close My Eyes and Count to Ten it's all in the arms girls or, or guys if you want to play Dusty it's all in the hands and the nails and the arms she used to do lots of gorgeous stuff with her arms apparently she also used to write her lyrics on her arms did she? yeah so a, a lot of her dance moves are actually because she's looking at her words which I kind of love about her that's you know? amazing. So I wonder, if, I wonder if I could be your Neil Tennant, you could be my Dusty Springfield. <laughs> no, I'll be the Neil Tennant. Oh, go on then. Okay, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done to deserve this? Since you went away, I've been hanging around. <laughs> wow, it was just like we were with her. I know. The best of you and Cameron in the morning. Here's some of the best calls we got on Friday when we asked the question. I'm looking forward to the weekend because... Morning, Ewan. How are we? Oh, great, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. You're looking forward to the weekend because? Because curry and a few gins tonight, going to see Pink at Hamden tomorrow, and I won the tickets, and then the Royal Highland Show on Sunday. Curry and gin, Pink and the Highland Show. That's a full-on weekend, and it's quite varied. Yep, absolutely. Which part of your weekend is the best bit of your weekend? It's got to be Pink. I genuinely thought you were going to say gin and curry. No, it's got to be pink. <laughs> Christine, you have a brilliant weekend. You too, Ewan. Cheers, Cheers, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Good morning, how are you? I'm not bad. I'm looking forward to the weekend, but I'm really jealous with everybody that's getting in contact with this morning, telling me about the amazing things they're doing. So, Leslie, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I've got my son's uh, award ceremony tonight, plays ice hockey, and then after my work, Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to be packing because I'm heading off to Canada for three weeks. Ooh, look at you, you're going to Canada, not for one week, not for two weeks, but I'm going for three weeks! Yes! <laughs> Where are in Canada? We are going to fly into Vancouver and we're going to Banff, Whistler, Revelstoke, a big cold load. We're doing a big tour, please. You're showing off now, do you know that? I'm showing off, but I've heard it's meant to be snowing in Banff, so I might need to pack the thermals. Good, I'm glad it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> you have a wonderful time and have a great weekend. 
Cheers, you, and thank you so much. Love you, bye. The greatest hits. The best of you and Cameron in the morning. And it's now time to hear a brilliant story from Kevin that involves Lionel Richie performing at Edinburgh Castle in 2001. And Kevin tells a story of what happened that night. I'd written to his management company because I'd managed to secure six front row seats at that gig and uh, asked, because I was going out with my girlfriend at the time, if I would be allowed to propose on stage. And his management company got in touch with me and says, no, you can have a meet and greet, but there's no way that we'll be able to do that. So I kept it quiet. I picked up a friend. And the first thing that my friend said to me was, I had an amazing dream last night that you proposed to Sandra on stage at Lionel Richie. It floored me completely. And we're sitting in the audience watching the concert and halfway through, he just stopped and he called out my name and my girlfriend's name at the time. She looked at me and said, what the heck's going on? And I honestly could say, I don't know. <laughs> and we walked onto the stage. We were escorted onto the stage. And I'll remember it to the day I die. There I was in front of 9,000 people, Edinburgh Castle, beautiful July night. And he said that one of the things he'd been taught was never to hand over his microphone to anybody while he's performing. But he said, my brother here has got something special to say. And I remember a year previously, we'd been at Edinburgh Castle. We had gone to the wishing well and I had put down a coin down the wishing well and wished that I could marry the woman that was standing next to me. So I just got on bended knee and uh, I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> got on bended knee and asked if she wanted to marry me. And she said yes. And wow. then this piano just came from outside two stools and we sat round his piano while he sang Three Times a Lady to us. You once, twice, three times a lady. Uh, and I just looked out and saw the audience who were just cheering and shouting. Oh, what a story. Kevin, I don't know what more to say. I can't add anything to that. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Thanks. Bye, you. Hello. Ewan Cameron in the morning. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe because you'll get this kind of stuff every week from us. It's a laugh, big stars. It's well worth listening to. So thank you. Please subscribe. And don't forget, I am here every single weekday morning, 6 till 10 a.m. on The Breakfast Show. Tune in when you can. I'll be there for you. Thanks for listening. Have a brilliant day.